Hello, sisters. Welcome to our podcast, Sisters in Zion. My name is Kirsten Kirschbaum. I'm in Hawaii here and just having the most amazing conversation as always with my best friend, Danielle in San Diego. Hey. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so as always, we're so grateful to be here with you. And I wanted to share um, this morning when Danielle and I started chatting, I was just, you know, of course she asked me, how are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm amazing. I just am so in awe and there's not even words like, you know, in the scriptures, when people have these really, really incredible spiritual experiences, they start speaking in tongues because there's just like, it's like out of this world language with how amazing and beautiful and none of these words, I just don't even want to say amazing and beautiful because it doesn't describe like the radiance maybe is a better word that I feel when, when I feel the spirit and it's like, isn't it cool how it reminds you of all of the other beautiful times where you have felt the spirit. Like, it's like, it's like I go back through my whole life and, and everything is present. And, and isn't that amazing too, how in the scriptures, like, you know, different prophets and, and God and our Savior talk about all things are present before God. And when I'm feeling the Spirit really strongly, I, I sense that. Like I almost sense every time I have ever felt the Spirit up until this point is present with me and God is with me and that glory and that joy and love is like radiating and it's just so amazing. I feel so filled with the Spirit and how I got this way. <laughs> so there actually was some things I did, you know, and, and not that you have to do anything really, right? You can just feel that way all the time. Um, this morning I was reading, we have uh, a few different versions of the Book of Mormon. I have five young boys, if you don't know that already. And so I'm always looking for ways to teach them from the scriptures daily. And some of those ways are we read from the Book of Mormon and other ways we have like a storybook Book of Mormon and a picture Book of Mormon. So this morning I was reading from one, um, I believe the title of it is actually called From Lehi to Moroni. And it's a newer one that I picked up this past summer at Deseret Book. And it's just all these kind of cool, like, I don't know, the, the illustrations looked interesting for five small boys basically is what kind of got me and it was interesting so we're reading and it's the story of the book of mormon and we are at the part where nephi is instructed by the spirit to kill laban this is always a point that i think many of us get to in the book of mormon where we're like huh i mean really like you know and so for children of course who are learning how to behave themselves how to not hurt their brother <laughs> you know and here comes the spirit of the lord instructing somebody to kill somebody they, they're just like this is not computing in their in their little brains and so i was able to teach my sons this morning um through uh some a, a really a insight that came through the spirit and it was so exciting so Kingston was the one that was, uh, he's my eight-year-old. He was just recently baptized and received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so he, he's understanding it. Um, I have to tell you guys about his experience getting baptized. actually really cool. But um, anyway, he's the one that's asking me, mom, I don't understand. Like, how could this, how could the spirit, I don't know how you would know, like, how could you possibly know? And so I wanted to teach him about what it looks like and feels like and sounds like to 
listen to the spirit. And so I received this insight to go and get a, um, a shawl, you know, a scarf that I have, and I, I placed it over his head. It's very light. Okay. I wasn't trying to suffocate him, but <laughs> I, I placed this dark black scarf that I have over his head. And then I whispered quietly in his ear, Kingston, I love you. And then I asked him, whose voice was that? And he said, well, it was your voice, mom. I'm like, yeah, it was. So then I gathered around his brothers. Um, We had the five-year-old do it next. And I asked him, Kingston, who was that? And he said, it was Crosby. And then uh, Kyle came next. And of course, uh, he knew that was his father. And Carver did it. And then Case did it. And then Kyler's three. And he tried to do it. But he isn't it funny when you try to tell a three-year-old to whisper and they like... Like they feel like they're supposed to be silent. Anyway, it's just so cute. And I told Kingston, well, that was Kyler, but he was really, you have to be really quiet to listen to that one, right? And so then I said, what if some stranger came into the house right now and you don't know them, okay? And they said, Kingston, I love you. What would you do? Like, how would you feel? Would that, would that be weird? And he, and he said, he's like, that would be weird. Like I, it wouldn't feel the same. It wouldn't feel familiar. It would be confusing. And then of course he made up some funny story. Like then I would want to fight him. And then, you know, like he want to actually he probably said something gross. Like the boys say, kick him in the nuts or something. I, to be honest, that's what he said. I'd probably try to kick him in the nuts, which is just an eight year old boy thing to say. Um, but anyway, back to the spirit. Um, <laughs> he knew instantly that that would be an unfamiliar spirit to him. That would be an unfamiliar feeling that would be confusing. And I, I was able to teach him that our savior is our brother and our heavenly father, our heavenly parents, they are just like our parents. So the voice that you hear from me, this audible voice that in your mind, you know, it's your mom in your heart, you know, it's your mom. I just told him, you have a veil over your mind. So when you're trying to use too much of your mind, too much of your brain, you may not think that you know the voice of God, but your spirit knows. You cannot deny this feeling. It is in you already and you know it. So if that voice speaks to your soul, your body, everything you are, you will know it is from God. And it was just... It was amazing. I mean, it was just, and then I was thinking like, well, oh, this is a cute lesson to teach my little boys, but how much more even, like not more, but just, just as much, how much does it apply to us? And how much do we dilute the voice of God and let other voices in? And, you know, then I was kind of thinking about it later. This actually just happened about an hour ago, but you know, I was thinking about it later. I was thinking about things that dilute the voice of God that I choose to let into my life. And you know, what's interesting is like the words, um, what, what do we talk? We talk about like building on the foundation of Christ and building our lives around that. And I was thinking about things that I choose to do that may seem good, right? Like I'm not out doing, I'm not murdering somebody. I'm not killing, you know, I'm not going out partying and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but, but I do allow other influences into my life. And what are those things that make too much noise to where I cannot really hear. I mean, I still can. And doesn't it surprise you when you, when you feel the spirit, when the spirit speaks to you and you know instantly and you're like, oh, 
I am in tune. Okay. I actually wasn't thinking I was in tune, but good. We're good. Right. Lord. Like, okay, we're good. So there are times when I do believe, you know, we are in tune. We are worthy of course to feel that spirit, but there are definitely a lot of other noises that I let in my life that I do not need to let in. And so it really taught me this like full circle lesson as I'm teaching my children and as I'm learning lessons of, you know, some things that decisions that I made this past summer that I really felt like probably weren't in alignment with like listening to the spirit and really following that voice, that shepherd, as they say. Um, it's just such a full circle lesson. Isn't it amazing the way the Lord like teaches us? And I, honestly, as I'm speaking to you now, I'm I'm receiving that full revelation from the Lord. Like, hey, so in the future, let's not bring in a lot of extra voices because you are led by my voice, by the Lord's voice, right? And it's, it's the only voice I really want to hear. And I'm seeking more and more of that every day. That's beautiful. I love, I think it's very edifying too that you got to teach your little boys like that as a mom or just as a human to share something so insightful. Oh, it's participating in divine instruction. I love that. And for those of you wondering, yes, she has five boys, all with the names that start with K. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you were listing them off and I was like, you know what? That's pretty cute. But <laughs> Everybody was recognizing that. Um, but yeah, I agree. And I think that's what the whole part of, part of life, this life is about is really distinguishing his voice. And these like our podcasts are conversations to draw closer to Christ. And, you know, part of the reason why we even do this podcast is, you know, we've had friends and acquaintances and people that are just amazing people who have just found fault within the church or within their testimony. And this is not a judgment about that. But what I have found when I was struggling with my testimony of the church and then was to draw closer to Christ. And that's what like what you're talking about is we're hearing Christ's voice. When we can just draw closer to him, A, we don't find the faults, first of all. It doesn't mean that there's still unanswered things. We don't have doubtful questioning. We just have questioning. But that we can just have a relationship with him. And that's really foundational to all the other negative or maybe unanswered questions that are going on for us. I still have some questions even, you know, within church and all that stuff, but I know I draw closer to Christ through the gospel. And I, and I know that I like, I can have him in my life and I feel good when I go to church. I feel I feel that goodness. And sometimes church is boring. I'm not going to lie. And it's not always like, it's like, oh my gosh, I would have gotten more out of being home. But so the point is though, it's church is the people. And I love that our podcast is really just focused on those conversations to draw closer to Christ. And that another thing is we don't like Kirsten and I don't have it all figured out. We're not trying to like really we did this for our own like strengthening of our own friendship and sharing the deep conversations that we have as we draw closer to Christ. And so we just thought, you know, let's record it, share it. If it benefits someone, great. And the Lord can use it however he wants. If he, if he sees fit for who he sees fit. And we just allowed that. And I, we don't have it all figured out. And I want you guys to know that. Like, and I love that about our podcast. We're not trying to say like, Oh, Hey, this is how you be perfect. <laughs> it's really, um, I mean, 
it's really just our own journey. And I love that. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, as you were saying, like, if we just as we can listen to the Lord's voice and how it's so good, it's not judgmental and critical. And, and as I'm learning that I actually had kind of a weird Sunday, I would say, um, I, you know, I'm getting ready to speak at a couple different things and I've been shopping a lot online and in person. I've been, you know, our mall down here in San Diego, like five times in one week, but you know, I'm just like, I need, I need this color. I need this color. And you know, it's like, okay, now I need the jewelry. And you know, so I'm in a shopping mode. I go to church today and you know, um, Sunday school, I wasn't really entertained. Not that I needed to be, no one needs to entertain me, but I couldn't shut my mind off from shopping. And I kept grabbing my phone and shopping it when I was like, and I, and this is very interesting process happened was the first thing was like, I started judging myself like, Oh, I'm so bad. Oh my gosh, I shouldn't do that. And I'm like, wait a second. That's not God. And that actually makes me feel worse. And so I just, you know, I'm going to just see, I, I continued to scroll through Macy's and Neiman and Marcus as I was in Sunday school and not even so much as because yeah, it's not a way to fill the spirit for sure, but to sit and be judgmental and feel awful. So my practice became, I have shopping on my mind. I want to shop and I want to honor that even during Sunday school, but more for the, um, the practice of just not judging myself for wanting to not be perfect one Sunday in Sunday school. It was like, it was like this shift happened for me. Like I want to just see, do this and, and just still love myself and check in with God and say, you know, I just wanted to shop. Okay. (laughs) But it's not like, I, I don't know. It was just interesting. It was very interesting. I found a couple cute blouses while I was looking, but it, it was just this whole process of like even loving myself for not being perfect one Sunday in a Sunday school, for example. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. Oh my gosh. Like raise your hand if you've ever gotten distracted by your phone at church, like me, you know, <laughs> I actually intentionally don't bring my phone to church for that reason. I, I do not have the call it willpower or whatever to not get on it. Like I'll totally, cause I run Airbnbs on my, oh my gosh, like I get an Airbnb notification on my phone. I'm like, that's it. I'm on Airbnb now. And it's like totally what I want to do. And you know, so I, I don't bring my phone to church for that reason. Although I know lots of people do and it's all good, but I love what you're saying here. What you're saying here is the judgment, although, you know, good, better, or best, you know, shopping, not best. Right. But it's like, but it's still not a thing to be judgmental about. It's not like a, Oh, you're a bad person or you're this or you're that. It's totally a decision you're making based on how you feel and having a lesson that you're learning with the Lord because of it. Right. And and it actually reminds me, you know, this is hard because there's a fine line here, right? I mean, it's like, Oh, well, I felt like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say anything horrible. (laughs) I could think of really horrible things, you know, (laughs) but I won't, but you know, fill in the blank. I felt like doing something really horrible and well, I just wanted to learn a lesson from that. You know what I mean? And even in that doing something really horrible, I think the point is this, the Lord is still in one, like the atonement of Jesus Christ is still right there in your face. The second 
you turn back and decide. I'm, I'm still with you, Lord. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so eternal and infinite and really, really beautiful. Um, it reminds me of when I was younger there. I think I've shared this on a previous pod before, but it, it applies here as well. Um, I was quite rebellious as a teenager. Um, just, I'm just the kind of person I just got to go figure it all out on my own. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody tells me. I just have to have those experiences to learn on my own. And so as a, as a teenager, um, my parents are amazing and I had such a great upbringing and I chose a lot of things contrary to what I was taught. Probably, I mean, now as a parent, I'm just looking at it like I just had to learn it that way. And thank goodness my parents were who they were and gave me that grace. And the Lord knows me and everybody, you know, knows me and loves me. So it's, it all worked out. Right. But I remember when I had really decided, like I, I had that godly sorrow and I had repented, I'd gone to my bishop and I was fully in, you know, full repentance. And I knew that I was lifeguarding and I was sitting up on top of the lifeguard tower and I was lifeguarding for a private party. And it just so happened to be that one of the guests that was at the party was a seminary teacher who had been in my high school. He was actually not even my seminary teacher. I didn't even know him very well, but he walked up to me, walked up to the lifeguard tower and said to me something like, just want you to know God loves you no matter what Satan wants you to believe or you're worthy no matter what Satan wants you to believe. I think that's what it was. And it was like, I got struck by lightning. It was like instant, like zap. And I, it was just like, I was so judging myself. I was just wallowing in all the judgment of everything I had done, you know, and God had already forgiven me. And it's like that atonement for us to understand that atonement already exists for us now. So Again, not even judging you for being on your phone, just, just applying like different lessons of, you know, making choices that may be a little bit out of alignment where we could feel the spirit more and just kind of choosing in our own way to do things and releasing all that judgment with the atonement that is already there. It's like, it's like the atonement is stuck to us like glue. It's already with us, for us, and it's there. And we just, it, it applies. And I think what you're saying maybe is like, it applies to you immediately, right? Like the second you're like, I'm not going to judge. I already know this is forgiven. Doesn't give you an excuse to break the commandments. Obviously there's, you know, justice there and all of that sort of thing, but it, there's so much mercy and forgiveness instantly um, that we don't need to judge ourselves for. Yeah. And I felt like for me, even the lesson, because I kept grabbing my phone is great. Leave your phone at home for sure. That's, you know, excellent. But for me, I was like, the lesson was, how can I just love myself? Even when I don't feel like paying attention in Sunday school, that's all. And I, I kept like, so it wasn't even more about the shopping. It was more just like, wow, I, I really want to love myself at this level that, that someone who has always since, you know, I came back and active to church and on my mission strive to like be so, so perfect. And so, you know, Oh my gosh. And, and so it was like, wow, I'm not striving to be perfect at the moment and I'm still going to love myself. And I, you know, I've noticed this, um, as I've been getting to know myself and love myself so much deeper. Um, one of the other things like I've had like the habit with is, um, watching a couple hours of TV at night. I've talked about this before. And what I've, what I've noticed is, you know, I really enjoy it. I have enjoyed it and I'm okay with that. And I know God's okay. That he loves me. And as I get closer to him, 
And as I love myself deeper, this is what's interesting is you don't, like we talked about in our other podcast, the love that you have for yourself is really just your acceptance of God's love for you. So as that grows, you're just accepting more and more the love that he has for you because he created you. And I'm realizing I less and less care about watching TV. It's interesting because I grow closer to him the more I love myself, no matter what actions I'm doing. And I, and I'm like, uh, I don't really want to watch anything. I just want to stay close to you because TV is kind of a distractor, just like the phone is a distractor from it. So I, I'm loving learning, but choosing that out of my own agency and not because I should. That's what's interesting because I'm like, I could watch TV if I want. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to be close to you. Let's just, let's just you and I hang out together, God, you know, and just, I just, I love feeling close to you and I watch TV. It distracts me from feeling close to you. It's not bad. I go back to you, but I've noticed my pattern and I love that. It's making me love myself even more because I'm like, I love that. I love to choose God. And I love that when I don't, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I don't want that actually. So that's kind of what my shopping during sac, you know, not sacrament, uh, Sunday school was about. I yeah. was paying attention to the sacrament. <laughs> you took the sacrament. You're good. No. You know what? It reminds me of something. I, I feel like I want to say this. Um, for those of you who are listening, who are struggling with something really challenging, you know, something that maybe an addiction that you you feel like you can't stop right now. And it's really hard. And, and every time you do it, you know, you just, you just keep going back to it and back to it. And you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, okay, I keep doing this. That's bad. That's bad. I got to stop, right? And so I really do feel like the first step in this is loving yourself through it. So it's not a judgment. It's not, oh, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. It becomes a, I'm going to love myself the first step, and as, as strange as it might be, I do feel that loving yourself while you are doing what you're doing, feeling that, and, and like Danielle said, loving yourself is simply receiving more of God's love for you. So instead of turning it, oh, this is bad, this is bad, it's, okay, I am going to love myself anyway. Like, yes, I chose to do that and I love myself. And I do believe that that is the first step to turning it around. I don't know how you would turn it around otherwise without that love. You, you can't judge yourself through, you know, stopping anyway. I'm, you know, thinking, you know, specific things like specific addictions, maybe a substance, uh, pornography, uh, food addiction, you know, something like that, that you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, like I'm so addicted to this. Like I just can't stop. Right. And it's like, how am I, I know that I should want to get out of it, but like, I kind of don't. Right. And I do believe it. It really does relate there. It's loving yourself through that. And I believe that Satan wants you to believe that you, you know what I mean? Like think about Satan wants you to stay there. So what thoughts would keep you there? Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm just going to stay here forever. You know, that sort of a a feeling. Yeah. Condemning um, thoughts that are lacking in love, everything lacking in love, because I love, you know, that you brought that up. It's love casteth out all fear. And if you can just, yeah, accept and love, like that's, that was the experience today for me at church. I was like, oh, I should be on the phone, but I want to. 
and I want to just love myself no matter, even though the fact that I'm doing something that doesn't really get me close to God or is probably disrespectful to the person teaching, you know, well, not probably it is. And I was just like, I was like a weird conundrum and I just allowed myself to experience it and love and work, love myself. And I got home and I took my cats outside, walked around. And I was just like, just, I don't know, just analyzing and talking with God about it. I was like, thank you for, and the thing is about love is that it, it, it really, um, it casts out all the fear, right? But it also, it aligns you with God. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. It's such a unique experience to learn it that way. I really like it. <laughs> I really, it's kind of twisted. I like it. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, I had another experience too. Um, the last couple of weeks, it, it's been back to school here. And my five-year-old has had such a traumatic experience going to, to a new school. I mean, talk about just, just take my heart and just pull it out of my chest and, and rip it to shreds. Like, I, I cannot do it. It's so upsetting to me. I cannot send him. I, some days I just don't even make him go. I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm like torturing my child. I'm ruining him. I'm like, you know, um, it's been really, really hard. I'm just having different conversations with different people, all kinds of opinions. And so the other night, I had had a conversation with some friends and, and they had mentioned even, you know, oh, that teacher that he's with, you know, I actually kind of like her. I think she's great. I don't really have a problem with her, but my son doesn't like her. And some of those moms were like, oh yeah, my kids didn't have a good experience, you know, sharing their experience. And so that made it kind of worse for me. And I was like, oh no, I'm sending my child into this, like, you know, um, a abusive kindergarten class, you know, not really, but you know, just those feelings. So I came home and I was feeling really low about it. And I was praying and I was asking Heavenly Father. And I'm like, okay, okay, what is this? What am I feeling right now? Is this, is this me? Can I, how can I see this with charity? Like what is great? What is good about this situation? I, I'm feeling sad. Is this me? Is this you know, is there some sort of like, I, I want to say Satan, is there something around me that's like trying to trick me into thinking things that are out of alignment with, with God, with my true purpose, with Crosby, with, you know, that's my son. And I actually felt from the spirit very clearly, no, you, you just feel sad about this. This is you and you feel sad. And I was given permission to feel sad. You know, it was like, yeah, it, it was interesting to like go back and go, because sometimes it isn't us. Sometimes it isn't our stuff. Sometimes it is completely some foreign spirit that is like in your ear telling you blah, 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 you know? But in this moment, it was really kind of refreshing to just stop and sit with Heavenly Father and go, I feel sad about this. I really do. This is me and it's a hard thing. And I just need my savior. I need love. And that's what he needs to. And the next day we found, um, you know, it's funny. Many of you probably use essential oils. A lot of you who listen to us know um, that's what we do. But I, you know, if you don't, it's cool too. But I found an oil for him. It was rose oil. And it was like this pure rose. And he grabbed it from me and goes, mom, this makes me happy. And I was just like, okay, like, I don't care if it was like a, a cock, a dead cockroach on the ground, like <laughs> whatever makes you happy. Like, please 
just find something that like heals your heart. And I was rubbing oil all over his heart. And he was just like, oh, this makes me happy. And I just felt like it was this blessing from the Lord. You know, I was so thankful. It's something that Heavenly Father created for us to use. And I had it in my closet. I was like, yay. So we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Uh, you know, we don't have school on Monday. Thank goodness. I've got a few extra days this weekend to, <laughs> to use lots of rose oil. But my point is, I was able to really decipher like what, and I think this is your point, Danielle. What is this? What is this that I'm experiencing? Is it me? Is it the Lord? Is it the Holy Ghost? Is it Satan? Is it something outside of me? No, this is just me. I'm choosing this. This is how I feel. And again, the Lord is there, right? The Lord is right there. He's like, whatever it is that you are experiencing, I'm going to be here with you and for you. So you can learn for your highest and best good. And I guess, you know, and kind of summing everything up, um, unless you have something else. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Cause then I'll sum it all up. Okay. Oh, I would love that. That's perfect. You know, I was just thinking of how would it be to see, have us see ourselves as he sees us and just like, like just imagining, you know, you're going through all these things as a human and a mother and there's all these emotions and it's just like, oh my gosh. And he's like, oh, I'm so excited you're experiencing this. It's just sadness. It's okay, my daughter, you know? And I, I just, I love that. And I, I guess I, I had this experience yesterday as I was driving, you know, down the freeway and I have this beautiful red convertible Audi and I just, I love it. I'm total convertible girl ever since I was in high school or even, I think it was actually middle school. Um, that when I saw the movie can't buy me love and she had the convertible, <laughs> I, I wanted it. I was like, Oh my gosh. So it's just always been me, um, being, you know, here in Southern California. It's like, of course the most ideal car. And I'm, I'm driving down the freeway in my beautiful red convertible Audi in the sun. It just feels beautiful. And I had this thought that came to me because I remember in high school, I had the thought that, wow, how much I struggled with who I was and my self-worth and, and feeling cool, you know, or whatever, even though I was, you know, cool kid, but I still felt like inferior and I, I remember thinking, what would it be like if I could go to that girl and say, hey, look, this is going to be you, single, successful, happy, driving this red convertible living, you know, in paradise. And I just, I was thinking of this high school girl seeing me now going, wow, that's going to be me? Like, like so excited. And then the, the thought shifted. I, it's like, I, cause I was kind of praying and talking to God and the thought shifted from that. And it was like, imagine what I will be able to see myself in even another, you know, 30, 40 years, or even in the, in the next life. And like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like imagining who I'm going to be. And I'm like, whoa, I'm that person. I was just thinking that like in high school with just a kind of like a worldly sense, I would have been like, wow, that's me. I'm that person. And think of what he thinks of us as. And you're like, I'm that person. Like you really are that great, that divine and that like potential. I just think it was cool from something like tangible, worldly, you know, kind of sense to taking it to the next level of what, who, and what we really are. I love it. 
Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I think all of us can do that right now, right? Like looking back, I, I do this, I do these exercises a lot with myself and with some of the women that I get to work with. And I'll, I'll ask them like, what are you experiencing now that even five years ago you asked for? Look at how powerful you are. You're already, you are a creator. Everything that you create, like that's within you. And, you know, I mean, I think we, we're programmed to judge ourselves in the now. Well, I'm not here yet. I'm not, you know, I didn't do this. And it's just not at all how God sees us. It's so cool. That's such a great analogy. Um, you know, I started today talking about how I was teaching my children how to listen and decipher this, the word, the voice of our Savior. And so I, I just want to kind of bring all of that around and just remind you that that voice, you know, and if you read the scriptures, there's actually some really beautiful scriptures. I'm, I'm not the best at remembering like where these things are. So go read the scriptures and look up voice. But, um, you know, he talks about whether by the voice of mine own self or by the voice of my prophets, like it's, you know, there is a voice. And so I just really encourage you to put a scarf over your head. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but, but pay attention to the thoughts that you have and just stop and ask yourself and the Lord, whose voice is that? Is that your voice, Lord? And like, you'll start to, you'll start to recognize that voice even more. I think about in, in a lot of the scriptures when it talks about when the savior comes again and will we know him? And I think about that, you know, I I think maybe I've shared this before, but it was such a profound thought. I'll share it again. I thought about this, like if Kyle was speaking to me from anywhere, like in my house, on the phone, if he was in Zimbabwe, like, you know what I mean? Like I would know my husband's voice. Like there's nobody that could like tell me, oh, this is Kyle. I'd be like, "Uh, yeah, no, this is not Kyle. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so easy for us to understand in the worldly sense, right? And I just want to remind you that you can know your Savior's voice the way that you know your own father's voice, your own best friend's voice, your own spouse's voice, that he speaks to our spirits, our souls, and everything that we are. It's undeniable. And you can receive the instruction and the lessons and love that you need for your life today. So thanks for listening today. Love having you guys on. If you learned something or felt something that you feel like would really benefit someone else, please feel free to share this with them. We love being able to uh, share this love with everybody. So take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks.